The Miami Heat are headed to the NBA Finals. They're going to take on the Denver Nuggets. Heat, Nuggets. I don't know about you, Matthew, but it, it kind of sounds like what I should be doing for dinner tonight. Heating some nuggets, right? <laughs> yeah, some chicken nuggies, huh? Yeah, got to heat yeah, them up. Some old school, you know, back when you're 11 years old. Those are always good, though. Dino ones. I saw them in Costco yesterday. I was like, ooh, dino nuggies. Should I get the them? shapes make a difference. Just like um, the SpongeBob mac and cheese, the shapes always made a difference to me. Yeah. The and with curves the, the better. The, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles SpaghettiOs. Oh, yeah. Those were oh, so good. Calabunga, dude. I'm Calabunga. Getting I'm getting but, hungry. But while the Nuggets and the Heat are looking forward to the NBA Finals, here we are on the Suns Jam Session podcast talking about Trade Machine. It's a series that we're going to put together over the next few weeks as we prepare for the NBA season, the 2024 NBA season, to officially start, which will be the beginning of July. And it's a little series called Trade Machine, and we're going to go through some different guys on the team, and we're going to talk about trading their contracts and and trading them for other players and, and really trying to understand what moves are available for the Phoenix Suns because that's what we do at the end of May. You know, we, we, we talk about the Suns trading people instead of talking about going to the going to the finals. Yeah, time to clean house, right? Oh, that's what some, we're here for. All our awesome there. trades that will never come true, but... <laughs> You know, they give us some hope for the players that we want. We'll explore them and see if there's any validity to them. And hopefully, if anything, those of you who are watching and those of you who are listening, it gives you just some understanding of exactly what the Suns are working with this offseason. So before we get to that, though, Matthew, Heat versus Nugs. Thoughts? The Boston didn't come all the way back. You're the one who (laughs) said they were going to come all the way back. I'm like, if they come all the way back, that prophet named Matthew Lissy, (laughs) I will start to donate money to him on church every Sunday. Yeah, I, it, it made sense for this Boston Celtics team to come back against a Heat team that has like a Cinderella-like story with a guy that is basically, you know, the biggest badass player in the NBA. We'll take on any team and win him, win it by himself. Um, I just thought, you know, if this team, the, the Celtics, had any kind of fight in them, any kind of belief, they had a chance. They did, you know, until tonight. And I didn't really watch the game. I'm like, let me pl- let me see how it plays out. And I'll come back to watch it. You know what I mean? I don't want to waste three hours watching a blowout and end up kind of being that way. So I'm kind of glad I didn't really watch any, even a second of it. Did you? I watched the entire game. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> I watched yeah. the entire game. I was like, I'll come, I'll come back in five minutes and see how it is. And it still is just like, eh, it's over. Yeah, I was, I was watching it. And one of the things that I literally tweeted out and I deleted it because literally as I pressed Uh-oh. send on it, uh, it, Bam Adebayo took the words right out of my mouth. Bam Adebayo, as I was watching him, and he's a, a guy who's going to be going to the NBA Finals now with the Heat, I feel like Aiden can be better. You know, I know that Adebayo has the hustle and the grit that we want from DeAndre Ayton, but Ayton has more talent. You know, the, the jumpers, his deterrence on defense, I just, and don't get me wrong, like Adebayo's a good defender, but you look at him throughout this series, he, he was very, very average against the Celtics. And again, that's a microcosm, but you know, just my observation. No, I, I understand that. And there was like the one play at the end, um, the glimpse that I did catch of this game of Bam just going straight up to the rim, you know, trying to lay it in with force. He missed. You know, he missed, he got fouled though. I'm like, oh, that's something that like Aiden just can't do yet. You know what? Go up but with he, force to the rim. Not even try to dunk it, but just to try to like put his body in good position underneath the basket his arms and his and his hands i know it sounds stupid but just in the right spot to really try to get a lane and try to draw a foul you know i'm like oh that's one thing that aiden doesn't do and yeah of course he has a talent right 
he's a hundred times better than what Bam at a bio should be. Mm-hmm. And Bam's always been that guy too. That's just like an eight, and everyone gets sick of him. But he showed up in the playoffs this year at times. But he just yeah, can't times. be that second guy. Well, he's he's been somewhat average. I mean, in the, the game seven between Boston and Miami, he went for twelve points, ten rebounds. Uh, he did have seven assists, but four of ten shooting from the field. And yeah. overall, in the playoffs thus far, he's putting up very uh, Aiton-like numbers, if you will. Thus far, not including tonight, 17 points, nine rebounds. He's shooting 49.6% from the field. You know, he's averaging about seven makes and 14 attempts. And, you know, yeah, uh, John Paul Edward Adios can't teach dog. Yeah, he doesn't have dog. Uh, but Jam is right. Bam and Aiton are very similar. And the more that I've been watching the Heat for this entire series, I'm just like, wow, Aiton is kind of what, what is out there in the league, right? Like you have that top tier Nikolai Jokic, and then you have like Embiid. Um, who else is on the Embiid level? I feel like there's one other guy out there. A- a- Anthony Davis, if you count him as a five. And then it's kind of like Aiton, Bam, and a bunch of guys. So as when we get to trade machine eight, and that's one thing that I want you to remind me, Matthew, when I, when I start to dog eight and be like, well, Hey, you know, you did say that he has him and Adebayo were very similar. Yeah. Yeah. But I want Aiden gone. I mean, I do. Uh, I kind of want to reset here with him. Um, I honestly think that, yeah, he's very similar to Bam, but the thing is like with Aiden, like he needs more time. He definitely does. Bam did too. And I think Bam, what he brings to a team is more of a toughness too. And Aiden just doesn't have that. But Aiden can be that guy eventually to be a guy to bring teams to the championship. But just when you're not focused on the center, it's so hard for a guy like Aiden, I feel like, to get going. Bam can just kind of do his own thing, right? There's yeah. nothing drawn up for him. So Aiden's going to have to be that guy for the Suns. But I think he's not going to be here next year. So he'll have to be maybe the number well, one or number two on another team. Who knows, man? He has we'll, we'll a lot to look to forward to in his career, right? Aiden, Aiden trade machine. We'll get mm-hmm. to that. And, and Keith... Nettles in the chat, similar, but what kind of hit to the payroll? Like literally the exact same. Bam Adebayo is on year three of a five-year max contract. He's gonna he averages thirty-two point six million. DeAndre Ayton averages thirty-three point three. So very, very similar. Uh, real quick before we pop into the the Landry Shamit trade talk, anybody? It says lead farmers on there. It still says that. Shit. I like it though. For those of you who are wondering why it says lead, if you're watching, it says lead farmers underneath me. I didn't change it. Uh, I do a fantasy football league, and that's my team name. Um, and I was doing a little preview for our season because that's right around the corner. So let me just go ahead and uh, <laughs> take that off. Uh, who wins the finals, Matthew? I think the Nuggets. I think the Nuggets can win it in six. Um, it's weird because when you when you think about who you want to win, I really don't care. But just that that that. Just softness inside of me. It's just like I kind of just, you know, it's like Jokic soft, kind of pudgy and, you know, around the waist. I really want that want that team to win because of that. I really don't care. Uh, yeah, I really I, don't care either. I, don't. I will watch It'll it. Be a fun I will one watch, to watch it because I love watching the finals. I think it's two great basketball teams. Uh, the Nuggets are a team that very similar to Phoenix is classified as a small market or a mid-level market uh, even though we have massive populations they're a team that's never truly hurt anybody's feelings because they've never won a title hell this is their first appearance in the nba finals so you got to kind of root for that but i like i like jimmy buckets i think love the dude i think the thing that that is ultimately going to make me root for the nuggets and this is one of those things that i won't truly know until i'm watching the game and as like you start to head to the second or third quarter 
you feel yourself pulling for a team one way or another, right? Like tonight I'm watching and I wanted Miami for sure. And I it was fortified by watching the game. But the sheer fact that if Miami wins, Tyler Hero has a ring is kind of like the the X factor for me. And I don't want Tyler Hero to have be walking around with a ring. You don't want him to have a well, he's not even playing though, is he yet? He's, he didn't play he, he will be playing in the finals. I was gonna say he's he'll be back for the finals, but I'm yeah. like, he didn't play tonight because I don't watch. No, but, they, um, could, they, they could have played him, but they chose to go with Caleb Martin, which was the right choice, Eric Spolstra. Yeah, you know what? And some guys on that team are getting minutes that never would have if he was out. Um 100%. I it's funny because I was kind of going for the Celtics in a way just because of the comeback. I think that's just as a natural thing for a fan of just the sports, like the comeback story, right? You're down 0-3, you come back and finish it out. I know it's the Celtics and they have so many championships and it doesn't really bother me if Tatum gets one. I really don't care. Like yeah. with these guys left in the final four, I really couldn't care less of who got one. So even LeBron, I was kind of rooting for for another one. I'm like, oh, let's get number five. You know what I mean? That'd be pretty sick. So, well, we'll, we'll watch with eager breath, but we know that as Suns fans, it doesn't matter to us because our season is over. So before we pop into the Landry Shamit trade machine, I do want to throw out there. I just want to say, hey, Suns fans in Arizona, we have an offer from Caesars Sportsbook that you don't want to miss. New customers can get their first bet on Caesars up to $1,250. All you have to do is use our code SUNSJAMFULL. That's SUNSJAM and F-U-L-L at sign up. If you sign up with our code SUNSJAMFULL, you will not only have your first bet insured, but you will also be directly supporting this here podcast. So if you haven't signed up for Caesars Sportsbook, join with our code SUNSJAMFULL and drop your first bet. This offer is only available for new customers who are over 21 and physically present in Arizona. Please gamble responsibly. If you or your loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. See podcast description for full terms. Look, we went from DraftKings, now we got now we got uh, Caesars Sportsbook. So... I think it's I think it's time to get a Moscow Mule. I don't know about you, Matt. Yeah, got some of that Bundaberg ginger beer this time instead of Fever Tree. So it's it's kind of it, it, it's a weird opener. Which right? was the you better know? one though? Is it that I one? Like, I like Bundaberg. This I one I used to always make familiar. it with. Yeah, these are the. Oh yeah, mm. fill her up. Oh yeah, my wife says I've been drinking way too many of these. Your wife? Yes. It's like you're drinking every night. I'm like, no, I'm not. I didn't drink on Sunday. Let's talk Landry Shannon. Talking Landry Shamit today, contemplating what we can do with Landry Shamit if we were to put him into the trade machine. So the way that this works is Matthew and I both put together trade offers for Landry Shamit. Now, the goal here is in my, at least for me, I, I haven't looked at your trades yet, but the goal for me is to try to do something straight up. Because personally, I feel like Landry Shamit's contract is more of a filler contract, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. I when you look at his contract, it's it's not pretty. It's not something that um well it's definitely not, not pretty. Well, it's just not something that's super enticing. You know, we, we've talked Since about day in the past one about how it is a you know quote unquote tradable contract, but I think one of the challenges when you talk about Landry Shamit is the fact that his production has really hurt his value on the market. 
you look at his contract currently, he signed a four-year, $42.5 million contract a couple seasons ago. So this upcoming season, he's owed $10.25 million. Next year is non-guaranteed, and then there's a club option the next year. So essentially, if you're trying to trade Landry Shamit, you're trading him his, his 10.25 away, and you're telling that team, like, hey, his contract's not guaranteed next year, so if you get through next year and you want to wave and stretch him, you can. There's a, if, if you do want to sign him for an extra season, you can hold on to that, and then you can choose in two seasons if you can do them. But the challenge with a contract like this is when you're trying to trade it straight up, there, there's not a lot of options, I feel. There's, there's not a lot no. of people who are lining up and going, you know what? I want I want Landry Shamit's contract because I'm getting a good asset. It, it's a bad asset and kind of a bad contract. What kind of what kind of teams are going to try to get Landry Shamit, Matthew? No one is going out there looking for Landry. That's this is why it's so tough, right? It's a hard homework assignment for us and the Jansters out there. You know, one day it might happen where he's going to be gone, just involved in the trade, and be like, "Oh my God, how do we get rid of him? Who knows? Maybe there's some like secret potion they were selling in the back door, the black web, or whatever they do. You know, these guys that are like running the league. Who knows? There might be some, <laughs> something like that has to happen in order for Shamit to be gone. Because just straight up, you know, one for one. Hey, we get your guy, you getting Shamit? There's no way. There isn't. Everyone's seen this year. Everyone knows who Aiden is. Everyone knows who Shamit is. This is going to be tough, all right? That's why I kind of had more fun with mine to where it's like, oh, this is kind of make-believe, but you know what? I kind of like that, Matthew Lissy. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the contracts that we're going to talk about here momentarily are really long shots because, again, I think that <laughs> the best option for the Phoenix Suns to move on from Landry Sham is to include him with a deal, whether it be DeAndre Ayton or Chris Paul. I think that you stack those contracts in an effort to try to get somebody but even the the team that is going to be um, taking on his contract has to have some appeal to that. Uh, you know, I tweeted out a few days ago. I go, what team would actually be interested in trading for Landry Shamit? He's owed ten point three, as I talked about, and it was interesting to hear what some of the 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 jamsters said. Uh, at JZM the third says the Washington Wizards, to which I responded, funny because that's literally the first team I went to on the trade machine. I don't know why. But you have to look at a team that's trying to either dump <laughs> yeah. dump contracts or they're trying to, I don't know, tank next season. And they're like, okay, this guy feels the contract need and we can tank. But even in, the, even in that situation, I don't see a lot of teams doing that. Uh, somebody says a team looking to move a long-term – or I'm sorry, at, at Charles Scholler on Twitter said, a team looking to move a long-term contract and shed salary, $10 million get guaranteed it left is pretty reasonable. But again, you have to do it for somebody owed the same amount. So as I started this experiment, Matthew, I was pretty much looking for contracts in the NBA that are guaranteed longer than Landry Shamit's and teams that are trying to potentially move off of those contracts because that's the only thing that makes sense, right? Yeah, I mean, it might be the only option we really have, John. So, I mean, I'm interested to see what you have um, coming up because – I feel like none of these will actually really happen, but I mean, it's it's one of those things where it might just because, like you said, moving off the long term contracts. Um, if, if a team's desperate, some of these might work. Um, you might hit on one of these guys you got coming up. I will say this, Jamsters. Matthew and I. Matthew has two. I have two. What we'll do is after we go through our trades, A, B, C, D. You let us know in the chat who. <laughs> 
which is the best trade? And we have to make arguments to why this trade makes sense. And I know it's tough. Okay. This, this is a tough one to start with. When we start to get into trade machine, Chris Paul, trade machine, DeAndre Ayton, those will be fun. Those will be interesting. Those will be something that you could really put a valid argument against and say, yeah, absolutely. If you go and, and trade DA for this guy and this guy, it makes sense for both sides. The biggest challenge and what we've been probably talking in circles about is it doesn't make sense for both sides anytime you try to trade Landry Shamit. So I'll start with option A, Matthew. I put it into the trade machine, and I ended up going to the Oklahoma City Thunder. And why the Thunder? Well, because they're a team that's kind of stuck in the middle. They're at the they're uh, a team that made the play-in, didn't have a lot of success, obviously, in the play-in. They're a team that might want to try to shed some salary. Uh, I don't know why they would try to set, shed some salary, but maybe they want to try to sh- shed some. And I looked at their contracts, and they have Lou Dort. Lou Dort, $15.2 million over the next four years. They gave him a big contract. He's entering year two of a five-year $82.5 million contract. I don't know if he's necessarily worth that. And as time progresses and they take a look at kind of the structure of their roster, as Sam Presti's looking at it, he might go, you know what? We should we can save some salary if we shed Lou Dort, if we bring in Landry Shamit and Ish Wainwright. Okay, so those are the two. It's a team option for Ish Wainwright. So if the Phoenix Suns choose to exercise that team option, they can stack those two salaries together. They give them to the to the Thunder. We get Lou Dort. They get two guys that they can utilize for a year and then ultimately cut their salary. So Lou Dort for Landry Shamit and Ish Wainwright, Matthew. Thoughts? No, that'd be perfect. Um, the Lou Dort thing's interesting because it's like, well, that's a name there that we all like. Uh, two seasons ago, he was phenomenal. The what he bring to that to that team, but now it's kind of like has he regressed a little bit? I mean, his points per game went down. He did start like every game last year, about seventy three games. Yep. But is it a guy that we kind of just like? Eh, is he as good as we thought he would be? Is he actually that that stopper that you know that they believe he can be on defense? I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of questions with him. He's still, I think, a fan favorite there, um, but. Thunder fans, sham it, fan favorite. Let's yeah. do it. You will, you know, that can be the new guy. guy. Come on, <laughs> get shamming over there, man. You, you, can be you will shoot t shirts love with him. You yeah, will. he's somebody, he's somebody who the first few seasons, his first three seasons with the Thunder, he played primarily the two guard. And then as time progressed last season, he played the three 61% of the time. So I kind of feel like with Chet Holmgren coming with. Obviously, Shea Gilgis Alexander playing the way that he is with uh, Jalen Williams, their rookie playing the way that he is, and Josh Giddy playing the way that he is. He's kind of played himself out of the lineup because, yeah, fan favorite, yes, but not truly that defensive stopper. So, yeah, that's that's my case for Lou Dort. So, yeah, I mean, what do you got, Matthew? All right, so John and I did not rehearse this before, we, but as we soon did as I not dropped talk. in the trades, I do have Lou Dort and Poku. Poku's <laughs> coming to Phoenix, and I'm so oh, excited. God. And let me know if this makes sense. I know there's the one year with the Tory Craig. So, I mean, his contract is up at the end of this year. Is he still tradable, though, right? He's right a, now a, he is, he's right? A, he's, a, he's a free agent. He's a free agent, so this might we, not we would have to, Yeah, he, we would have to sign and trade. Yeah, as soon as I did this, I'm like, well, you know what? He only has a one year, but let's just say this is going to work because the trade machine says yes and absolutely is always correct 100% of the time. So Landry Shamit, Cameron Payne, Tory Craig over there. Going to OKC for Dort and Poku, which would be fucking awesome. So the thing is with Dort, I'd be like, if you're going to really commit to um, 
I guess if you're going to commit to Booker and KD as the ball handlers of this team going forward, and let's say we don't get the point guard that we want, you can have Dort in there with Booker in the backcourt. Um, he isn't the stopper maybe we thought he was, like we were saying, but it would be a good backcourt. I feel it would be decent if you can get someone else to really play the three. You can have him and Booker back there. You can have KD handling the ball too. And that's kind of maybe what they want going forward. Who knows? So in that case, yes. And if you get Poku over here, oh, goodness gracious, this guy is going to be balling his ass off. I think there's there's little glimmers of light there is uh, with him. And I think that uh, he can be a guy that can get a couple minutes here in Phoenix oh, and kind of just stop? maybe be that you stretch Poku four that we so can have. Much. I do. There's, there's, there's hope. And I think next season, whoever he's playing for, there's going to be stretches of weeks with this guy where he's going to be like, wait, is Poku the next? Oh, my God. Is he going to be the next marketing or something? Is he going to be that guy? Is he going to be an all-star next year? No way. We're going to get glimpses of it even more and more and more. That guy has the confidence beyond anybody in the NBA. Not more than Jimmy Butler, but that guy believes in himself. And I want a guy like that on this team. That would be fun as hell. <laughs> yeah, Poku. Again, the, the interesting thing about Poku is injury-prone. Uh, again, the lineup yep. has kind of grown up around him and almost left him in the dust. It yep. kind of reminds, reminds me of the early days of the process, right? Do you remember who the, the Sixers drafted as a part of the process before Joel Embiid at the five? Oh, um, Okafor? At, nope. Uh, Okafor went to the Charlotte Bobcats. No, the uh, other Okafor. Wasn't there another Okafor? They oh, got? there was. There was. Yeah. Yeah. Who was uh, it? Maybe. Remember. Uh, Nerlens Noel. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Nerlens Noel was supposed to be kind of the first guy, and he didn't work out. Nerlens Noel's guy loved having the Suns. By the way, back end of his career, I think he'd be great. But yeah, Jaleel Jaleel uh, Okafor. Yeah, hate zero in the chat. Yeah, he's another guy. So they they tried multiple times at the process to get the right guys, and they didn't ultimately work out. Poku might be one of those guys. So with the same thought process that the that I uh, have for acquiring Lou Dort, him getting kind of played off the team due to the talent level that's rising around him with Sam Presti having so many draft picks and so many opportunities to try to bring in quality players and, and get the right pieces and get the right talent. Poku might be a guy who ends up being on the move this season. We'll see. Uh, I don't think that, again, the, the challenge with the trade that you put, and I don't want to get too technical about it, but when you start to get into the the tax apron and the hard cap and all that stuff, it would mm -hmm. really it would really, really screw us. And you'd also have to do the, and the reason it would is because you'd have to do the, the sign and trade with Tory Craig, which they wouldn't do it. They just wouldn't do it. Uh, I don't think so. All right, let's see. We got, we both have, so you, so we both went Lou Dort, by the way, which is kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of funny. It's a guy well, we always think about. It I was going through. I love so, Lou and, Dort. And the other thing, for those of you who are watching again, thank you. Thumbs up in the chat if you can. We appreciate it. But if you look, we both use uh, different trade machines. You we did. ESPN, I was wondering, what were you using? Fanspo.com. It's the best okay. one, dude. Is you it can Fanspo? Oh, okay. yeah. You can, you can, you know, if there's a player option, you can give them that player option for a certain amount of oh. money. You could trade draft picks. It's Fanspo. Am I outdated over here? Am I? ESPN I'm not trade machine, dude. Was that 2010? Oh, I no. seen that thing. Fucking, oh, my age is showing. This is fucking nasty, forever. All right. How about, you, how, how about you go again? You want me to go again? My last right. one. My second and last so this one will, this already. This will be the C option. So, real quick A option is Lou Dort for. Landry Shamit and Ish Wainwright. Option B is Lou Dort and Poku <laughs> for Shamit, Payne, and Tory Craig. Invalid. All right, oh, mine are just invalid. Hey, if it, 
I got to upgrade mine. Otherwise, I think your machine would have been like, oh, what are you thinking, Matthew Paul? Well, it's like, hold on. That guy's a player option. Yeah. <laughs> this, this one gets fun. This one's really fun. Okay. So oh, I'm man. sending. You went, um, you went filler here. Yeah. Ooh, I did. This uh, one. DeAndre Aiden, Chris Paul, Landry Shamit. Over to the Bulls. We received Zach Levine and Lonzo Ball. Now. Ooh, the injured, the injured Lonzo Ball. Yeah, exactly. So that's a contract we would just eat. And I think Lonzo, they're talking about him never, ever playing again. Yeah. That might be a thing. Um, but that's a contract we eat just to get Zach Levine over here to get rid of Chris Paul and DeAndre Aiden, who we really just don't see a future with. And Zach Levine can be the third guy with Booker and um, Kevin Durant. Um, the only thing with Zach is his confidence. Um, if he was... If he was maybe as, you know, zeroed in as Booker, maybe in a way, then it would be great. Zach Levine, though, I think he can fill the score, the the stat sheet, just like any any of the good guys out there, any of those stars out there. But he just kind of lacks that confidence. And that's one thing that, you know, if he can pick up on from Booker and Kevin Durant, that would be huge. Yeah. But I just think he's the perfect third guy for this team. I think him and Booker in the backcourt would be great. Um Am I confident and happy about it? No. Am I confident and happy about anything that's going on with the Suns right now? Not really. No. <laughs> so I'm just kind of throwing things out there. And I, I think that that was a way to get rid of those two. And you're like, why would the Bulls do that? Because it's the Bulls. I think the Bulls are always kind of in restart mode, trying something out new. You yeah. get Chris Paul in there for leadership. Aiden can be your power forward if you want. I know you got Patrick Williams, but maybe Aiden, you can throw him next to Vucevic. Who knows? Those two can go at it in the post. That's maybe something to look forward to. And then Chris Paul can just be the leader guy. And yeah, Lonzo will probably never play again, but we'd have to take something back that we don't really want. So what do you guys think? Huh? You're getting all kinds of responses in the chat. You're getting pros. You're getting cons. People are calling you fake. <laughs> Lissy's baked. Yeah. I'm not baked. Man. <laughs> My eyes are glistening. It's Memorial Day, man. He's been, been in the sun. Smoking the doobie. Rolling the Philly blunts. Um, See, you did the one thing I decided not to do on this episode, and that is to utilize Landry Shamit as a stacker contract with DeAndre Ayton and or Chris Paul, and you did both on that one. You were swinging for the fences. I would love to have Levine here. I think that playing alongside Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, kind of like he did with Team USA, he could really yeah. settle into a role, and you'd get a lot of you get a lot of point book, or you'd have him play the three. And I, again, the challenge with him is his defense, but with that much offense, that team gets really scary. Lonzo Ball, you're correct. Lonzo Ball, as much as we've loved him and always wanted him to play in Phoenix, going back to his days as a UCLA Bruin, he's cooked, he's done, and I get that you need to do that to make the contract work. And it might be one of the things that, that is appealing for to the Bulls in this situation, right? Yeah. The, the, win, the winner of that trade for them is DA. It's not Chris Paul. It's not Landry Sham. It's DA. That's what they want. Uh, it, I think that in order for that trade to happen, which again, you'd have to probably, you'd probably have to smoke at least three pre-rolls on Memorial day for somebody to actually believe that that trade's going to happen. But I also think that that multiple trades around both organizations would have to happen as well, because the bulls would probably have to move on from Vucevic. As you mentioned, you're not going to put eight next to Vucevic. Or you can put eight at the four. I'm just saying like, you if he wants to play power forward and they're like, Hey, let's put him in this position. We got a big guy that can play well next to him that can be something and like i know you say it's kind of crazy but dude trades are always like what the fuck most of the time they're always like wait i didn't see that one coming if so. this one happens we'll we'll reference this episode that's for sure all right episode, if not you guys can roast episode 471 on the jam session Jeez, that's a lot <laughs> the other side of this is the Suns would have to make some moves too because <laughs> they, they they bring in that contract 
And then they would have to fill in the five position. And I don't think that Jock Landell or Bismack Biombo are going to ultimately fill, fill that five. But there you go. That's option number C, Jamsters, is bringing Zach Levine. All right. You guys aren't going to like this trade. But again, <laughs> I had to look at it like this. One, I'm not... I, I'll, yeah, I'll be I'll, I'm trying to be as real as possible in a straight-up scenario, which I think when it comes to Landry Shamit, there is no straight-up scenario this offseason. There is no. no, we're sending Landry to one place and we're getting an asset back. I just don't see it. And when it when it will happen, because I'm always wrong, I'm going to be really interested to see what that is. What team is willing to take on his contract and potentially waive him or be like, yep, I'm satisfied by giving you gifts for that. Mm-hmm. I just don't see it. I see more of what Matthew just did. I see him as more of a stacker. But to stay true to the trade machine, Landry Shamit, I went straight up with Landry Shamit, and I have him going in this scenario to the Dallas Mavericks, along with Cameron Payne, for Davis Bertans. Now, I know what you guys are thinking. Fucking Davis Bertans? That guy's contract's ridiculous. That, that guy is making $17 million a year. But the thing about Davis Bertans is he's got that player option next year, and then he's an unrestricted free agent. So I I can see Dallas trying to move off of him. I can see Dallas going, you know what? This guy, we're going to have to pay him 17 mil the next two years. So my question to you, Suns fans, do you want two more seasons of Cameron Payne and Landry Shamit? Or do you want two more seasons seasons of Davis Pertans coming off the bench and just like hitting (laughs) three? Right? And I see it. Blaze Megatron. Oh my God, Void, <laughs> yeah, this is a dog yeah. shit trade. I see it. Yeah. <laughs> I see it. I see it. Trust me, I see it. Dude, trade what the whole point of this, Landry Shamit's contract is dog shit. That's the challenge here. Mm. Try to trade Landry Shamit anywhere that makes sense. You have to find somebody who's trying to <laughs> dump a salary. So I went with Davis Bertans. Now mm-hmm. I say I you have him on the bench and he comes off and he shoots a three every now and then. I'd rather have that and open up another roster spot than having Landry Shamit for another year. That's where I've gone. That's where I've gone. Okay? That's where I'm living right now. I'm living on, I'd rather have Davis Bertans and Landry Shamit. I just can't see, I I went, dude, I just, I went all over, you know, fanspo.com, looking at every other team, and Mm -hmm. I just, I just can't find a way, a a home for Landry. I can't wait to do this with CP3 and 8, man. This is fucking tough. No, I know. And uh, I think you're totally right. If I'm like, you know, at the gym pumping iron, you know, hey, they're like, let's see, go sit down. All right. I can't see myself in the mirror. And I look up and I see ESPN, the scroll. I, I would I would totally believe you if, you know, it's going to say batons to yeah. the Suns or Shaman. That's realistic, right? Mine is like, you know, midnight, the way the KD thing happens. Like, wait, what the fuck? I'm shaking. Like, those would be kind of the trades that I throw out there. But yeah, yours is more realistic for sure. I will say that, again, playing around in that trade machine, I'm going to literally try one right now. Where the fuck are you, Shamit, you piece of shit? There you go. Trade, to, trade to Pacers. Let's try, try, trade. Success. TJ McConnell from Landry Shamit straight up. Boom. Now, why would Indiana do that? I don't know. I don't know. It's but so I would love tough, to take TJ McConnell for <laughs> I know, I know, I know. And you know what? Maybe it's just us filling our own head with stories um, about how bad he has been this year. Maybe there's a team out there that looked afar and they're just like, hey, um, we see like the stats. We've seen a few of the really good games, what he can do um, if he is just catch and shoot. And we want to stick to that. 
they can think like, hey, um, the Suns had those injuries, right? He was filling in, playing a lot of minutes. That's not Shamit. If we just get him to do this and do that, he can be the missing piece, the shooter. That's what everybody then, thinks. Yeah. Then, yeah, maybe that's an option. But I think with Shamit, here's the challenge with Shamit. If you look at, like, the better teams, one, a lot of the better teams, they're not trying to dump a lot of contracts. And two, Landry Shamit has a long enough history now where we no longer have that narrative. It was the same narrative we were sold when he came over from the Brooklyn Nets. Dude, he 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 played with JJ Redick in Philly and yeah, the Clippers. He's he's like JJ Redick, but with like a little shitty goatee. He's gonna be great. And as time has progressed, we're learning what every other team who's ever had him is learning. They just isn't that guy. It's just who 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 is he? Not that guy. That's all it is. So Jamsters, A, B, C, or D in the chat. Do we want Lou Dort? And, and I'll ask you this. The, the the one that you think is actually has the potential to happen is it Lou Dort for Landry Shamit and Ish Wainwright? Is it Lou Dort and a and and Poku for Shamit, Payne, and Craig? Invalid. Is it, <laughs> is it Zach Levine? Lonzo Throw someone Ball else in there for DeAndre Ayton, Chris Paul, Throw and Ish. Landry Shamit? Or is it fucking Davis Bertans for Cameron Payne and Landry Shamit? A, B, C, or D. I get a lot of A's in there. Blaze Megatron says A. Mark Brooks says A. I'm Jam a guy. says a, a lot of A's. I mean, again, I just I, I don't see it being something that the Suns are going to have. A, did you ask him the most realistic one, or did, did I did the ones you want? I did. Well, the ones we want. Get exactly mean here. Um, I want Lissy's. I want Lissy's <laughs> baked pick. <laughs> again, again, this is this is. Oh, I this see. is the challenge. I got to see. All right, Jason Robbins Jason gave Robbins. you a C. Nice. Metal, right back. Metal Mike gave an A. All right. So, I mean, that that's where we have to live when we talk about Landry Shamit. Uh, I honestly think that he'll probably be on this team next year unless we include him on a so big too. trade. I really do. I just don't oh, think... I don't want to think about it next it's, year. It's a contract that you just you can't really move off of. Mm-hmm. There's no... No one want, is going to want this contract. Again, yeah. next year's non-guaranteed. Next year's one of those things where you can sign him to his guaranteed salary, which is $11 million, and then you can waive him and stretch it for five years, and it becomes like... 2.9 million 2.75 million over the next few years because that's what you're going to have to do with Landry Shamit unless you know the other side of this coin is as the Phoenix Suns try to navigate the the trade market the free agent market and their 52nd pick in the NBA draft they're going to need Landry Shamit to step up in his role next season and that could be scary right what is uh Pirtle you think like he would go to um San Antonio Shamit, uh, well, I mean, I'll take that on. Probably not because Yaka Pertle plays for the fucking Raptors. Oh, well, take that off the pod. <laughs> I forgot <laughs> about the he, trade midseason. He, he got <laughs> yeah, traded midseason. Okay. I'm bad. He he is uh <laughs> he is an unrestricted free agent this offseason. Okay. He made nine point nine or nine point three million last year uh, after being traded from the Spurs to hmm. the Toronto Raptors. How weird. The Spurs moved off the Pertle. When uh, you know when Benyama's yeah. coming, you know, yeah, they're, they're like, we, we're strange. not going to this guy because we're going to get yeah. This is fixed. I would love Pirtle, by the way, if the if the money's right, which is going to be the oh, he's a perfect times. center. He's a perfect center for what we need. Exactly. Besides Aiden, a good Aiden's the well, best. If Aiden played right. <laughs> oh motherfucker! Well, there you go. There's trade trade machine Landry Shamit. Uh, that's all we really have on this pod. Is there anything you want to talk about outside of this, Matthew? What's what's going on? How are you spending your days these days? Um, smoking a lot. 
No, I'm just yeah. kidding. Yeah. yeah. No, actually, I've been uh, I've been kind of sick. Um, so I've been sleeping a lot the last few days. Today, I kind of slept. Um, you just had a three day weekend though, didn't you? you I did. I did. I did. But it was just mostly sleeping and trying to get better. It was really. I, I didn't do anything. I would love to be sleeping. I'm working. I. You know what, dude? I hate it though because like today I woke up and I was like, I woke up at like eleven. Cause I slept in and I was like, dude, I'm so far behind. Like when I'm sick, like I just, am like, I feel like with work too. Cause I missed like a half a day and I'm worried about that. Then I'm like, Oh, I feel like I'm behind. I have to clean my place and all the shit. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the way I was before, I'd be like, Oh, I, I used to love to sleep, but now I'm just like, I fucking can't stand it. If I had to sleep during the day and stuff, I'm like my mom. Matthew I'm an Rose early riser. <laughs> I'm yeah. an early riser as well. Yeah. Like I like to get up and get stuff done. Yeah. So I can't and anything past like, seven o'clock i'm like what am i doing with my life now don't get me wrong i'll do it yeah i've I've been playing a lot of 2K. i was gonna say what have you been doing man let me ask you what have lot you of, been doing a lot, lot of 2k yeah uh i've been playing the sun's off season uh, i traded i won't tell you what i traded yet because okay. i'll use that because i traded da and i traded i traded cp3 yeah. uh in an unrealistic trade the new orleans pelicans wanted him for cj mccall and i'm like fucking done like <laughs> Like, I don't have to think. CJ McCollum for CP3. I'll take that in a second. That's actually not that bad for. I don't feel like that's bad for the Pels. Why would they right? want CP3? Remember how much shit CJ was getting from the fans? Yeah, yeah but that's because we live in the. I know, but the, CP the with that Reddit. team and running that team. I'm just saying. Yeah, sure. I know he's done, but I'm just saying that would be kind of cool. Yeah, send him home. Send him home for his last season. That'd be yes, great. Exactly. So I've been playing a lot of that. I've created my own team. I was telling you before we got on the pod, like I made the Awatuki Owls and yeah, I did the expansion yeah. draft and I got RJ Barrett as my first overall pick and I got Paulo Banchero in the draft. I've just been doing that shit. So, uh, and obviously watching Succession. For those of you who haven't seen yes. the Succession finale, it's fantastic. Uh, I think. You think? Yes, yes, absolutely. And I was going to say uh, spoilers ahead. I just want to say a few things. So if you don't want to listen, don't listen. Spo- succession, spoilers ahead. All right. So I was telling you before, I think my prediction with Kendall, and everyone's saying, like, what is he going to do, a startup company? And I always listen to Bill Simmons, the Prestige uh, TV podcast. That's a great podcast. Yeah, it's the first time I listened to it, honestly. Oh, I it was today because I had to listen to Succession stuff. Um, and I was just like, um, I think, Kendall's going to turn himself in. I think that's what he was looking at the water for. And I think that guy that knew the bodyguard that knew about the situation was walking with him. And I think they were going to head to the police. I just, that's what I think. I just think that. And I think uh, him starting a new company stuff just seems like bullshit. Cause he tried his hardest. Like that's, that's the best he can give. That's and that's the closest do. he can get to like making it. And he failed. And I think that whole thing with him killing somebody, even though I don't think he really killed somebody, but that whole thing is just eating up inside of him. He needs to let that loose. I think he just runs and jumps into the river. Is that what you think happens? Yeah, he was looking at those waves pretty intensely, man. I don't know. Yeah, It's funny because it's literally like the end of the show is the beginning of the show where you have Kendall kind of feeling defeated because he doesn't know if he's going to be taking over his company, if he's going to do a good job. You got Roman, who's just like, you know what? I'm just going to go to a bar and drink because I'm a rich motherfucker, and that's what I do. And Shiv is just lost, as she always is. And she's like, I guess I'll half-heartedly hold Tom's hand. But I'm, I'm like, I'm all about Team Tom Wom, and I'm glad that he he's going to yeah, be CEO. Yeah, me too. I mean, he's obviously not a good guy. There's always times in this season where you thought he was like, oh, he's better than Shiv. He's a better person, but no. he's always just been there. And yeah. you know what? He, um, he got what he wanted, and I thought at dinner when um, – is it what's the guy's name the guy from gojo um oh, he was saying look i want to have sex with your wife or whatever him. basically yeah and i was like oh is he gonna punch him that's what i thought was gonna happen but when that didn't happen I'm like okay 
Tom's just here just to get what he wants. So typical, obviously, typical Tom Wom, just mm-hmm. out there playing him and Greg, just self-preservation. So, yeah, I'm sorry, Jamsters. I see you guys. I, I wish I had more trade options for Landry Sham. You guys go to the trade machine, man. Let me know what you find. Hit us up on Twitter at Suns Jam and show me some of your trade options. It's fucking shitty. And don't stack contracts like Matthew did. That's cheating. That's, not, that's to, how it happens. That's how you get rid of guys. Well, that's the only reason he's. Getting, <laughs> that's the only way that Landry Sham don't is going to be gone. Contracts. There's only way for the purpose of this exercise. Ones. <laughs> well, I figured I'll do realistic, yeah. shitty, oh, bing, and you'll bang, do bang, and, and, you, and you'll do Looking unrealistic good. and yeah. valids. Yeah. So They're like, oh, come on back, Mister Lizzy. We love your training, <laughs> your knowledge. <laughs> oh shit! Anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I hope everyone had a good weekend. Thanks yeah, for watching, Jam. Hope you guys had a, a good Memorial Day weekend. Uh, game plan, I think, is Thursday where we're going to be coming yeah. back, and we'll. That might be trade machine CP3. We might be back sooner. It looks like that Suns head coach uh, pool is narrowing. Nick Nurse is going to be now in um, yeah Philadelphia. Who who went who went yesterday? Somebody went to the Bucks. Some guy that I don't know who he was. It was an assistant coach. Yeah, I forget. It, dude, it's going to be Kevin Young, and I'm like I'm kind. Yeah. I'm still on the fence with it. I'm still on the fence. With I'm not it. happy either way. I think I feel kind of weird that Nick Nurse he had the option of the Suns and the Sixers, and he chose the Sixers over the yeah. Suns. Yeah, which is kind of that's more weird to me. Where I'm like, wait, what is it about the Suns you don't want? Exactly. Like, why would you? What would you want to go to the Sixers? Harden's going to leave, and Bead's just you know throwing people on the bus all the time. Like, what are you doing? I guess yeah. he's a better player, but. I guess, but like I don't know. It's like to your point, like meeting with Matt Ishbia. What did he not? He's like, dude, this guy's on coke, man. Like I, I gotta fucking. Yeah. This he guy's said, on Adderall. He all spoke the time. for twenty minutes, and I'm like, he could have just spoke for a minute. He it's, asked me a question, and then answered it for twenty minutes. Yes, <laughs> I didn't even get a chance to answer a question, so I don't know. I don't know that that felt kind of weird. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, because I thought it would be Nick Nurse, but I guess we're not a destination. I don't know. And, and Dave Dave weird. King wrote a great piece on BrightSideOfTheSun.com. Talking about how when Bill Bill Simmons said that, you know, from the same uh whatever, he he, he called his shot saying that Kevin Young is gonna be the next head Suns yeah. head coach. And you know, Dave wrote a good piece being like, Well, hold on, like I thought we wanted to win a championship next year because you look at the, the track record of rookie head coaches winning championships, and it's happened a couple times uh in the last 15, 20 years, but you, it's only happened a couple times. And I know that you have uh rookie head coaches going to the finals now and then but winning it all i don't know so we'll see if we what if we get bud <laughs> no one hears about no one hears about coach bud anymore i have a feeling it's just going to be um doc rivers just because like you said He's the championship the thing that might be it but whatever happens i'm not going to be too excited till next year starts we have our team like i just i don't like There's anything so that's happening much. right now i just i just don't feel good about it my gut feeling is just i'm just unsettled there's so much between now and then. That's for damn sure. Yes. So. Yeah. All right, Jamsters. We're going to go ahead and get out of here again. Thank you for hanging out with us, whether you're watching along live or later or listening at a later time. Make sure you subscribe, rate, review. Give us a thumbs up on YouTube. Give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And again, if you go to Caesar Sportsbook and it's your first time ever betting, use Suns Jam Full, F-U-L-L, as your promo code, and you will get reimbursed for whatever bet you put on there. Again, that's Caesars Sportsbook. So until next time, Matthew, uh, I'll see you Thursday, unless the Suns hire a head coach b- before then. Yeah, until then, go home, love your family.